Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, the keeper of the peace, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross and Randy Jowers. And guys, tonight is episode 16. It's titled Headlocks, Armbars, and Piledrivers. It's titled this because tonight we're going to be talking all things wrestling. We're also going to bring in the fold the redeemed wrestling champion, Mike Reels, and our self-proclaimed wrestling expert, Jared Saxman. But guys, before we jump into the squared circle with those gentlemen, fill me in on the weekend. Randy, I see that you are a year older. You had a little surprise party. Were you on them boards just whooping up on people? Well, we don't even need to talk about that because I don't lose. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty nice, man. Me and my wife, we went out to dinner, uh, Firebirds, and she kept saying, let's go get a drink, you know, and there's no kids in our house. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, I wondered earlier in the day, I'm looking and I see that my cameras coming in my front door and my garage all around my house are like blacked out. I'm like, what, what in the world? So I let it go, right, because I kind of had a suspicion. Then I'm sitting at East Coast. We're getting another drink. I look down at my phone and it says, New iPhone Max X has connected to your Wi-Fi for the first time. And it said Michelle's iPhone. And I said, damn. So Ray, my, one of my best friends, Ray, his girlfriend's name is Michelle. Then I see Tyler, all these other folks on my Wi-Fi. So I still didn't say nothing. Roll up in there. I come in my house. It's like quiet as a church mouse. My house is never quiet. I got four kids. Come around the corner, boom. There's Jim, Casper. All kind of folks. Anthony, a lot of Bolton folks. We missed you, DB. Wish you could have been here. Hey, word, bro. I wish I could be there. Jim, talk to us. You were at the party. Other than the party, what, what else did you do? Well, I would be remiss if I didn't say I was on the boards. And I beat everybody I played other than Randy. But when I played Randy, I got absolutely waxed. And... It wasn't because I let him win because of his birthday. He straight was throwing them things, so it is what it is. Other than that, though, it was straight baseball all weekend. Watch both Cardinals games Saturday and Sunday. Watch the Braves game with Dylan Hale. And so, big baseball weekend, opening weekend, that and, and Randy's party. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, got to I got to sit around watch some oh, – I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought – you know, it might have a little bit of a, a boring feel to it, but it was actually, it had a competitive nature, it had a competitive feel, and I think it was just because it, it meant something. So uh, I had a good time sitting back watching some of the games. I uh, got a chance to check out a scrimmage with the Grizz last night. Um, looking forward to them kicking things off uh, at the end of this week. But yeah, just a pretty solid weekend on my end. Um, but you know, enough of us. Let's bring the guests of the hour in. We're going to bring in Mike Reels, the current redeemed wrestling champion, and Jared Saxman, our resident wrestling guru. Jared, how are we doing tonight? Doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, had a little technical difficulty. We got seemed to get by that. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with you guys for a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. What's going on? Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, man. Let's let's jump right into this. You know, as a kid, I I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that wrestling was something that in my world it brought people together. It was something that I built a lot of like strong connections with my friends that are currently my really good friends. And I'll just tell you guys a few stories when we talk about like the passion that I have for wrestling and what drew me in is, you know, first growing up in Frazier. Um, shout out to Miss Knight. Shout out, baby. Shout out. Um, but growing up in Frazier, I had two friends, Zach and Bobby Leg. Um, and they, we would go over to each other's house. We would throw pillows and blankets and you name it on the floor. And we would pile drop each other, suplex people. I remember, you know, I was the youngest, so I would get perfect plexed. I would get choke slammed. I get tombstone pile drive, you name it. Like, I was sitting in the sharpshooter and the figure four for, for what felt like hours. Um, but then, you know, just anytime I went to my grandmother's house, like I needed something to watch. So I'd always rent a three hour wrestling pay-per-view. It always seemed to be like 92 SummerSlam, um, you know, and just Saturday mornings with my, with my mom and my dad watching wrestling. But one of the things and one of the times that I remember um, the most vividly was as a, as a kid, I had a friend, Justin McKee, good, good friend of mine. And WCW used to do these things called nitro parties and you could record your party, you watching wrestling and then send it in to WCW and you would win this big party. Well, his sister was having a birthday and she got a bounce, one of those big blow up bounce houses. So we staged this match in the bounce house and we had our friend, crazy Chris Kenamore come over and film it. And we were doing stuff off the top of the castle. We jumped from the trampoline over the top into the castle. And what the last spot was, we both ended up landing in one of the corners and collapsing the castle. And that's where the video cut. And we were like, oh, man, they're going to be so excited. They're going to want to know how this thing finished. And we thought for sure we were going to win, win this Nitro party. And, like, years went by, and WWE ended up acquiring WCW, and we just figured we didn't win. But I'm still waiting. Eric Bischoff, WCW, I'm still waiting on my Nitro party. So busters <laughs> need to get it together. Um. You know, so just just thinking about on my childhood, thinking back about how wrestling, you know, shaped it, it. It was a big part of my life. Jared, talk to me about your passion. What drew you into wrestling, man? I didn't have a choice. I was born into it. Uh, well, my mother was the oldest of five kids. She had four younger brothers and all their friends. And I was three years old getting powerbombed and body slammed off the couch by uh, the every Saturday morning with channel five, you know, with uh, that velvet, that velvet voice, uh, Lance Russell and Dave Brown, you know, giving it to us, you know, every, you know, every Saturday morning. So uh, I was, like I said, going to the matches on Monday night was a, was a thing we did, you know, and all in my youth and uh, it just kept rolling. You know, I moved to the mid South, and caught the UWF and moved to Atlanta when Tur right before Turner bought the NWA and the WCW. So I was there for uh, 
you know, that time. And then, the, you know, the, the mid nineties, I was back in Memphis when the NWO took, you know, exploded. So it's, uh, I've always been a fan. I haven't always, uh, I mean, there's been ups and downs. I mean, it's, I think, you know, overall, but it's, it's always been there. It's like my favorite soap opera. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about not being a fan, that's, you know, forever. Like that's what I love about wrestling is that no matter where you start or where you end and pick up, like you can always find a character or something or a storyline that can draw you in. Jim, I'll, I'll throw it to you, man. You, you were a big wrestler, wrestler follower back in the day in the, the golden era. Talk to us about your passion for wrestling when you were a kid. Well, I mean, you've seen my hair, right? So it had to have been the amazing hairstyles of the wrestlers in the 80s to go along with their taglines, right? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to tie into what Jared was saying, uh, you know, he, he lived in Georgia, and we went to, I believe I was six or seven years old, we went to a WCW event in Atlanta, and that was such a big deal for me to see them. They were They were such a big deal. And then fast forward to when he did move to Memphis, we went and saw the WWF at the pyramid and I remember getting we were on the front row and getting licked on the head by the bushwhackers a little weird but cool all in the same and yeah I was just I mean it was a lot of fun and you know I joke about the the hairstyles and the clothes and the taglines but I mean as a kid I just thought it was the coolest thing ever so that that brings me to you Randy a guy who knows a little bit about wrestling but doesn't currently follow it now but what was it about wrestling back in the day that that drew you in so when i was a little kid saturday morning wrestling you know my dad was a big uh dave brown guy obviously they had coco beware bill dundee he was like the you know hacksaw though all those guys is what i started watching the and looking back on it it was real cheesy when you think back on it i guess but i loved it it was just me and pop sitting in the recliner watching some you know cheesy wrestling jerry lawler with the strap loved it yeah it's as a kid, it's so easy, and and I catch myself even now suspending disbelief to to just find entertainment in it. And as a kid, you don't have to do that. You think it's all like, oh my God, everything's over the top. Like all this thing, all these things that are happening are real. Not that you know the moves and the feels and the the physicality isn't there, but there's a little bit of like performance that goes on with being a wrestler and there's technique to it. Um, and, and Mike, that's, that's kind of where I want to bring you in the mix. Like you are now the redeemed champion and what's it like to be a kid, grow up, watch wrestling and kind of journey into be being the champ. Man, it's, it, it's unreal. It's something I never thought I would, I would, you know, come across. It's like back as a kid, like kind of like Jared said, I was kind of born into it. My, I had, uh, I've, I've still got a cassette tape of um, of uh, a recording off of Fox News talking about, you know, they, they post the babies the year old. It was Michael Cummins is a year old. He loves to dance and sing to the, to the entrance music, you know, and it was just a short 30 second thing. But I still have a cassette tape of that. And it's just, I'm I'm a little younger too. I'm 24, so I I know like the newer age of wrestling. You know, the Attitude Era was more my era of Stone Cold and Triple H was a big one. I always liked the heels. Triple H, uh, Gold Dust, one of my favorites. Gold Dust, love Gold Dust. So it's like and and just to be able to grow up from that and and uh, 
and now I'm doing it. I've been doing it for seven years now, almost eight years. And it's just, it's, it's unreal, man. It's an unreal feeling. It really is. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you talk about being a kid and, and how real it feels, Daniel and Jackson, we went to wrestling night at the Grizzlies and Jerry, the King was getting beat on. And he literally looks at me and says, dad, he's beating up the King. He's hurt. And he was so convinced it was real because they don't they don't know any better. And they it's cool to them because they, they're seeing what they believe to be a real fight and the king is at war. Yep. So with that, let's transition. Let me uh let me ask you guys, you know, me and Randy have talked about we're not as really up to date. So I want you guys as guests to tell me about the state of wrestling and where it's at. We'll talk to you first. Uh Michael, what do you think about where wrestling's at right now with all the different affiliates? I think it's in a weird place with, uh, you know, the whole pandemic and everything. No crowd. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really weird watching pay-per-views with the, with the movie setting, and uh, you know, obviously no crowd, and they're putting in these, uh, the crowd noises, and it's very weird right now. But I think AEW is, is, uh, I think they're doing some good things, man. They, they've got, they brought in a lot of these indie guys that, that are starving for a job. Some guys like myself, I have a couple of friends that work for AEW. I mean, uh, so they're opening up a lot of opportunities for different things. And I, I think it's, I think it's going, I think, especially AEW. I think, I think they're doing some good things right now as far as the current state of wrestling. I got you. All right. So Jared, you said when we started this thing that it was on in the background where you're at, tell me about current day wrestling. Well, the pandemic has definitely messed things up. However, the fact that you've got, you know, wrestling, it was resurging. Independent wrestling was huge. Uh, a lot of folks going out enjoying uh, the varied content. The, the fact that you've got NWA power, which is a throwback to the old studio wrestling back in the eighties is phenomenal. Big on story. They slow it down a little bit. They tell that story in the ring. It's not a, um, a, a spot fest where it, nobody sells. It's just move after move after move after move. Everybody does a, you know, the dive out of the ring in every match. It's the kind of stuff that, dri that would drive Jim Cornette absolutely crazy. Doesn't happen so much at, on, on that show. Um, AEW is way deep in the entertainment side of wrestling, but it's a mixture the things that Cody does on the stuff that he's doing is more old school, um, old NWA, um, uh, even mid Atlantic type, uh, kind of jam, you know, that the classic build, they tell the story, they don't do it, you know, from, you know, week to week, they, he tries to have these rivalries that run large. Um, WWE, uh, they're, they're not doing that great right now, story-wise, because there is no story. Uh, they're constantly changing. Mean, there's a lot of criticism out there in the internet. I try not to let it blind me, but honestly, it, uh, they have so many hours of programming on TV and their own network each week. It still feels like they're writing everything for one viewer. And that's the guy you know, Vinnie Mac at the top. I don't, I think they've lost touch with, with what the fans want. Um, let's see. And there's more wrestling to go on top of that. But the point is, and I apologize for the long way around, there is a, 
whatever your taste is in wrestling, whether you like the high speed moves, like you like the way that, that, that New Japan wrestling builds their talent from ground up um, and keep them for a really long time. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff over there. If you like the fast paced stuff, you've got Ring of Honor, which puts on fantastic live shows. Um, I think they could definitely use some more bucks in the, in the production values for their TV tapings. But it's good all the way around. There is some, if you're a wrestling fan, there is something for you on various channels. You can find your groove. And that's awesome because for the past decade or plus, we've been just, it's only been one thing. We've only had one serving and that's all we were ever going to get. The past couple of years, it has really branched out. And I, you know, I'm thrilled because I, I watch a lot of it and I can I find gold everywhere I look. There's something there I can appreciate and like. And I will say this, in case I don't get the chance to later, I was very critical of AEW when they started. Um, however, they've made a fan out of me because they are doing it different. They're not trying to copy. Um, like the old TNA Impact stuff, they were always trying to be little WWE. And now they finally learned to do their, their own way too. So again, Tons of content out there. Everybody can find their groove. And I'm excited because the, the boys and girls can find a place to work. You know, they're not just, you know, if they don't pass the smell test at, at one place, then, well, they're done. They're stuck, you know, they're stuck in the Indies. That's not the case anymore. Man, that's all good stuff. And, you know, for some people who may be looking for a reason to get in and with that, Michael, I want to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot because Jared just hit a, a lot of things on the likes and dislikes. So, Mike, let me ask you, if I if I ask you to tell me in 30 seconds, me and Randy, because we have fallen off, we haven't really watched much as we've gotten older, in 30 seconds, tell me why we should watch wrestling today. Why you should watch wrestling today? Well, I mean, it's, it's not a lot of reasons why. I could just name off a couple guys that are worth watching. I, I would say uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega. I think he's, I think he's phenomenal. Uh, of course, Cody Rhodes has this um, – this mixture style of the old school, new school wrestling. Uh, if you go back and watch him and him and Goldust, like I was talking about Dustin Rhodes had a classic old school match on one of the first AEW shows. Um, I mean, as far as WWE, the best of best, Randy Orton still going. You guys know him, right? Right. You, guys know, you remember Randy. What so. about what about you, Daniel? Sell me thirty seconds. Tell me and Randy why we should watch wrestling. Because you can find something with all the different promotions that they have going on right now, you can find something. If you want something that's hard hitting, cutting edge, that's more on the line of like, you know, adult, you know, driven storylines, you got it. If you want something that's for kids and you can watch with your, with your, with your son or your daughter, they got it. If you want just, you know, innovative, you know, cinematic things, they got it. So, I mean, I just think, you know, there's something for everybody and now's a good time to watch it because there's there's a lot of competition especially once we start getting fans back in the arena there's going to be a lot of competition for viewers man all good stuff all right so mike reels let's turn to you and talk about redeemed wrestling tell me about your journey to how you got to redeemed and how you got to be the champ the journey uh well when i came in it was a couple years ago redeemed started 
Uh, I came in as this baby face, the guy that everybody wanted to like. But, you know, it, it, it's only so much, you know, that you can take from, from different guys coming in. But just the road to the title, man, I actually tore my meniscus for the second time. I was out five months. Um, for the second time, they did a they did a repair. The first time I was out, I was out six months. For the second time, I was out four, uh, five, and uh, I came back. I, I threw the crowd away. There was no more crowd. There was no more babyface Mike reels. It was all business. I formed a I formed a uh, a dominant group, the Wrecking Crew. We've uh, we've got two of the baddest guys in the business, and you know, and it's just. Uh, went on there was there was a couple of shows mike reels versus the world uh where they did a last show they did a 30 minute uh, 30 man over the top rope battle royal ron the 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 uh the booker ron put me out first i had to come out first the very first guy to come but like i said i had the wrecking crew with me i had my my big my strong guys you know um uh, so we did we did the thing, man. We uh the first Mike Reels versus the World, it was an eight man gauntlet. I went on, won the title from Jackson Crowley, a guy that's been on AEW. He actually had a match with Marco Stunt. Um, won the title from Crowley. I've been the champ for the last five months, you know, last show, thirty man battle royal. I came out number one, outlasted all twenty nine guys, you know, and now we're here to to this next show coming up. I guess we'll talk a little more about that here in a little while man sounds like i've been sleeping on the opportunity to watch you because i'm a i'm a big guy who's about heels you know daniel had to explain to me i actually uh really showed that i knew a lot about wrestling and i didn't know because we were talking and they were talking about heels and i was like what's a heel and he looked at me like he was gonna punch me in the mouth and he's like you can't be serious and so we had a little explanation and then i found out like basically every guy i like is a heel so um yeah, sleeping on that. So I, I would you're be sleeping on me, man. I think you need to come out. Hey, this weekend. All right. Well, definitely. Hey, we'll we'll talk about it. I'm interested. So with that, who would you say you relate to in the ring? Whose style in let's go WWE. WWE. Um I have a, I have a technical style. It's it's really it's unlike a lot of guys. I, I try to I try to mix it up. Um I know you watch Daniel Bryan. He's got very technical style. Um, he's very tight. You know, he does a lot of a lot of things that look super stiff because he's very tight worker. Um, I could say that maybe just a technical. You know, I don't know if we mentioned Chris Benoit, but one of my favorites, and and I've, I've got a very similar style to that. The build. I'm obviously I'm not as jacked as Benoit was. But Man, get you a mullet, bro. I know, right? Something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you and and Jared both a question, then I'm going to turn it over to Randy. We'll start with you, Jared. What would be your favorite part of wrestling now, whether it's a, a wrestler or one of the individual wrestling affiliates? What, what's your favorite part? Well, I, t I don't take things too seriously so much anymore. I, I do like a little bit of chuckle in my storytelling. And AEW won me over when they did the show in South Haven and they brought out the Memphis legends. And uh, when I realized, I, I did not realize until that show uh, that Marco Stunt was from Olive Branch. And that, that raised an eyebrow because I always try to support local anytime I can. 
Uh, oh man, but, Jared! I tell you what, Mike was talking about him earlier, and he said he hoped nobody knew him. So the fact that you're name dropping right now has probably got him sweating a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the the enigma, the thing that's got me, is Orange Cassidy. That I, guy is unbelievable. I I am. Uh, he is over like Rover. I am a fan. I I tell you I. I, I saw what he was doing. I never heard of him before AEW. I was intrigued, so I found him on YouTube. And then I find out the kid can go. And I was like, all right, I want to see this play out. And the, the fact that working with Jericho in the main event and seeing him fire up, yeah, um, I'm in. I ordered the T-shirt. <laughs> well, the way you said it and the way Daniel responded sounds like something that I need to – jump on board with mike let's ask you the same question either favorite thing about wrestling right now one of the affiliates or favorite wrestler that's uh, must see tv must see tv's got to be the the biggest star in, in all of wrestling today is brock lesnar whenever you see him on tv he's just you know you have to wait for him he's one of those guys you have to wait for but hey when he's there he's a bigger star than any than anybody's got He's he's, a, he's, a, he's not a wrestler. He's a spectacle. He is uh, the modern, he is the modern day Andre the Giant. When he he walks into the room, the mood instantly changes. All eyes on him. It's like is he going to freak out through a car door in the guy. crowd, or is he going to start ripping off arms and legs? It's he's amazing. one of the only guys that keep that real aspect to the wrestling today, especially in WWE, because you, I mean. There's there's no there's nobody more real than Brock. When Brock comes in there, it's it's for it's go time. It's for real. But you you look at him and you see a guy that looks like he could beat the hell out of everyone, but we know his background, so we actually know he can actually beat the hell out of anyone. I still get chills thinking about when he took the gloves off and he he hard weighed RKO. On, on the pay-per-view because they were trying to do an angle or something. And oh, yeah. and he did. He took the gloves off and he busted him wide open and rang the hell out of his bell. Yeah, he like, got oh. a lot of flack for that. Got a lot of paychecks too. Yeah. Yeah, Brock is definitely a spectacle. We've talked about a lot of individuals, guys. I just want to get on something that when I was watching and I was always enthused about his tag team. So I'm going to run down through and ask you guys who your favorite who the best currently and the best of all time. I'm going to start with my man, the hairstyle himself, Jim Cross. All right. So, look, man, I could say Legion of Doom or Road Warriors, but I know everybody knows that. I'm going to have to say Heart Foundation with Brett and Anvil. The Outsiders was a, was a great combination. I know me and you talked a little bit, and you were bringing up Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. The Steiner brothers, man. Scott and Rick, it's a shame they broke up. Whoa, and whoa, then, don't name all of them, man. I want to know just a couple here. Oh, no, I got one more because I had to say current. Look, since I don't watch current, I had to look this up. And uh, I don't know if they're any good or not, but give me the Viking Raiders. They're even named after Vikings off the, the TV show. So I'm all in for these two. Mike, I'm going to ask you to go next, my man. Who's the favorite, best currently, and best of all time? Best currently, I got to go with the Jurassic Express, my boy Marco Stunt. <laughs> 
uh, AEW. I love the Jurassic Express. I love the gimmick. I, I mean, it's just, it's that little kid, you know, it's like, oh, there's the big dinosaur, the little kid, you know, Jungle Boy. I think it's awesome. I love that. Uh, all time. He stole my Heart Foundation because I was going to say the Heart Foundation. I wasn't going to steal Bret Hart. I was going to say Heart Foundation. But um, I, I, I'll say um, the Hardy Boys, man. The, the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys. Love the Dudley Boys. So you're going to jump from Hardy's, take <laughs> mine with the, 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 the Dudley's. So you're going to double – Double stack that one. All right. I, I well, love the Dudleys. I gotta go Dudleys. Jared, go nasty is, Jared, boys. You're, you're, you're next, Jared. So give us who you got on your favorite, current best, and your favorite of all time. All right. Um, old school. I'm gonna go Rock and Roll Express. Uh, straight out of Memphis. They put more asses in seats than anybody. They made a lot of money like for it. a lot of the boys. Uh, current. The Good Brothers. The big LG, the machine gun Carl Anderson. They can go, they can work as heel and put guys over and get guys boosted up, get them up there. They can work face. You can love them as heels, you can love them as faces. Uh, it's solid stuff. And they can work multiple styles and they've proven they can work in multiple uh, organizations. And they are probably some of the coolest guys you could probably ever hang out with in the locker room. Um, the all-time, I'm going to go with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard because they are solid. They work tight. They, it was snug. Uh, they were the perfect foil versus Dusty and Magnum and whoever else they wanted to bring up, to, uh, Ricky Steamboat. I mean, the only, only way that you could get better than that is if you swapped Tully out and you put in uh, – you put Barry in and then it just, you know, cause he made it look so damn easy. And that was what's so frustrating because he makes it so easy. Everyone thinks they can do it until they take that first bump and then just roll right out of the ring. So no, that's absolutely. Me. Look, DB, I know you've been waiting on this wrestling episode a long time, man. So without further ado, let's get it. Favorite best current and best of all time. So I think it's only fair to start with the best of all time. And that's, to me, I watched the, the dark side of the ring on the Road Warriors and just what I knew about them already and what I learned from that documentary is they are badass. Like they had, you know, they it didn't end well for, for them, but they're pretty badass. So I'd say best of all time in my book, the Road Warriors. Uh, best currently, I mean, it's it's hard to say currently because of the nature of what's going on but i would say just based on being able to reinvent yourself and put yourself over with a unbelievable like theme is the new day like those guys have held the the championships for a really long time they've given them up and gotten them back numerous times but they continue to not only cater to kids but they're funny and they, they, they're entertaining, like, and they can wrestle, they can flat out wrestle. So, and really it's what drove the push from Kofi Kingston, just him being such a good worker 
and getting the chance to actually be the WWE champion. That was, that was big for them. So I would say best currently the new day, but my favorite of all time, I have two, well, three. So mm, okay, Jim. I, I was, I was torn between um, the new age outlaws and Enzo and Cass because I love the theatricals of being able to sing songs and, and be a part of an entrance. So, you know, um, when the New Age Outlaws came, came out, like everyone knew, knew what they were going to say. Everyone's chanting it and singing it. And Enzo and Cass were really the same way, but just didn't get a chance to, to see that through. Um, but also, if I didn't say my favorite wrestlers of all time, the mega powers, like I would, I would be in big time <laughs> trouble. So macho man um hulk hogan the mega powers if you have never seen a promo youtube macho man promos and i i, I promise you it'll be a good time so yeah that's that's where i stand with my tag teams Without so, a doubt. so look yeah i'm obviously a rookie i've been completely transparent with that but from when i was watching i'm gonna catch some heat for this i know but edge and christian were always a favorite of mine because them dudes i mean seven time and i love their story seven time champion but not only that they were childhood best friends i mean they probably went to kindergarten together you know what i'm saying db shout out miss knight shout out miss knight um i actually i don't even have a current favorite i don't even want to disrespect you guys by picking one because i don't know enough about it and if i say something wrong y'all gonna be like what the hell but i tell you a team that i always Loved watching, man. And they were kind of heels right by Harlem Heat, man. Them dudes came back and reinvented themselves. I loved it, man. I used to look, watch for them all the time. Booker T, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray, boy. Them, hey, those were good guys. I loved the whole thing, their whole act. I loved it. And they were good. Suck they could get after it. Suckers got to know. Got to know. I got one for Jared. He, he mentioned Rock and Roll Express. I did a show – with Ricky and Robert a couple weeks ago, actually, in Pocahontas, Tennessee. First time I ever met them. They're super cool guys, man. Man, Hoot is cool as hell, man. I, I tell you, cool. and that's why I pick them, because they're still working. They're still out there doing shots. Yeah, and, still, and still it's selling. Small show, like uh, 50 people. I mean, of course, we got the pandemic going on, too, so it's hard I mean, to draw crowds right now unless you're redeemed. I, because Redeem draws crowds every show. Hey, hey, guys, quick question from a rookie, right? And I, I remember Saturday Night Wrestling, who the tag team, I don't know who, I want to say it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They came out with the two-by-fours. They were running out. You know, who? what was the name of that tag team? Nobody remember? Hacksaw Jim Duggan was notorious for having a two-by-four. There wasn't a tag team. Am I remember it? Look, man, I don't know. You're man. not talking I mean, I about like, hardcore and Crash Holly, are you? Man, I, I could be. Hardcore like, Holly, I, Crash Holly. Are, are you talking about Saturday Night Main Event, like back in the day? Ba way, way, way back in the day. Like oh, WWF? Not Crash and Hardcore Holly then. No, 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 yeah. no. And maybe, I, look, I might just be thinking I saw something. I might be thinking about Hacksaw Jim Duggan and my dad done slapped me in the back of the head. I was seeing two. I, I don't know. No. I just can't it, it. Well, Duggan, they brought Duggan up and they were going to push him to the moon. And the problem is he got busted. Him and uh, the Iron Sheik got caught. And uh, got pulled over and they, they, cause this is back when kayfabe was still alive. You couldn't have babyface heroes and heels in the car together driving to the shows. And what made it worse is they got caught holding. So 
Wait, Duggan, go ahead. Sorry. Duggan got flushed out. And so he wasn't on very long. Uh, Cause they, when he, after he got busted, they started jobbing him out fast and then he eventually left and went back South. Jared, you said something that actually jogged my memory. You said they were going to push him to the moon. It's the moon dogs. And I'm thinking about, yeah, moon dogs. Dogs. talking about the bone. Oh, the bone. Yeah, that. Hey, bone. that. My bad. I was confusing two things. Moon dogs is what I was thinking about. No, I I have been clubbed in the head by my by Diamond Dave, my oldest uncle, many a time with a soup bone or two, courtesy <laughs> of Moon Dog Spot. So, nice. I, I'm I'm triggered now. Thanks, thanks, Randy. <laughs> so so Rand, Randy, I would say with you and Jim, a, a tag team that you guys can follow right now just because they say we want the smoke you should you guys should follow the street prop the street profits you know when i was doing all my research on this the one scene that stood out to me they're not in the wwe was the young bucks man because i kind of oh, yeah. dug it i kind of dug the scene they're, they're exciting they're i mean they're probably the most lucrative tag team that there is i mean they sell a lot of merch and do a lot of things as far as like you know, dives and super kicks and you name it, like they're doing. Um, I would say the tag team division on AEW in general is is unbelievable. Like those guys put on good matches. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of fun to watch, and it's a good way to get introduced to many of the 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 roster. So, you know. Moving moving forward, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun, guys. We're we're gonna do a little draft, and the idea of the draft is twofold. One, it's to build the best five wrestler stable, and we're gonna put out there on Facebook. There, our audience is gonna gonna vote for who has the best stable. So think about it in terms of individual wrestlers. It can be male, it can be female, it could be Doink the Clown, it could even be uh, Hornswoggle, whatever, whoever you want. But um, no tag teams, it's just individuals. If you want one of the people f off of a tag team, you can do that, but it, you can't pick a tag team. So prior to this episode, we, we chose a draft order that was fair, and that was basically just – deciding who goes first so i i got the first pick followed by jim mike reels you got the third pick jared you're gonna go fourth and randy you're gonna close out the first round but also because it's a snake draft randy you'll get the first pick of the second round dig it so with the first ever wrestling in off the bench podcast draft db is gonna select Oh, the yeah. Macho Man, my favorite, <laughs> the man that cuts the best promos because the cream rises to the top. <laughs> Dig it. All right, Jim, you're on the clock, bro. Well, I can smell it, and it's The Rock because he's so awesome that he really started wrestling right when I fell off and preparing for this episode – I watched so many matches, but more so, I watched his verbal beatdowns of people. And I don't even have to watch the dude wrestle. He's so amazing before he even gets to the ring. But then I watched the wrestling, and it's great, too. So, how could I not take the rock here? Jim, what's what's his name? Dwayne Johnson? It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> DB, you're my hero. 
Hey, I try. All right, Mike Reels, the champ. Who do you it's got? Easy one, because you guys didn't didn't pick him. It's uh, it's stunning Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's got to be. It, it, one of one of the best ever, if not the greatest ever. So, I mean, solid, depending solid on who pick. you're talking to, depending on who you talk to, probably Absolutely. the best. Probably the best. All right, all right, Jared. Fourth pick of the first round. Who are you going with? Well, he stole my pick, but that's all right. I'm gonna go with CM Punk. Oh, that's that's my my guy. How are you gonna steal my guy? You had your shot. You're right. I did. I did. All right, Randy. Finish up round one. Who you got? Woo! Going with my man, Ric Flair. That's a great pick. Man, what a steal to get him at the fifth pick. Golly. I know. Gotta go with Ric Flair. So, moving into the second round. The first pick of the second round. Randy, who are you going with? You know, I've gone back and forth on this because and we talked about him earlier and he spent some time in the MMA and, and I really I hated him in the M in UFC. But I gotta go with Brock Lesnar. Gosh. All right. Jared, who you got? Oof. Oh. I'm going to go The Undertaker. It's a good one. It's almost the one I took. Good pick. All right. Master of Pain. All right, Reels. Who you got? <clears throat> it's not it's it's not a really hard one again. Um I got to go with Chris Jericho. Why team? <sighs> Le Champion. Le Champion. Yes. You guys are just stealing everything that I had written down. And I thought Y2J. for sure I was going to sneak Y2J. these in. All right. Jim, who you got? I got the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Bret Hart and Jared, while you talk about what our family members did to you growing up, we're not going to talk about the fact that you had me in a sharpshooter every chance you got. It felt pretty natural. <laughs> it toughened you up. So even though, even though we were talking about an upper body business, brother, can't skip leg day. So I think I'm going to end the second round with um, someone that probably comes with you either like them a lot or you hate them, but I'm going to go with, John Cena, just because he's the, I mean, he's going to break the all-time championship record. It's just a matter of time. Uh, he's been the flagship, the stick holder for so long. And even to this day, he'll come on and get paid. And still people want to see him, whether they, they cheer him or boo him or say, you know, John Cena sucks. He's still getting people to yell for him. So I go John Cena. So that leaves me in round three leading it off. Um, and as, as difficult as this may be, um, I grew up, um, you know, as a, a Hulk Hogan fan. And I 
despite the the negativity that has come his way he's what paved the passion for me and do i agree with his choices and his beliefs now no but i do believe that what drew me into wrestling was the belief that if i said my prayers and ate my vitamins i would be strong and i would be able to leg drop fools and body slam andre the giant so i'm gonna go hulk hogan Good pick, good pick. And because there is a difference. There's the there's, man, and then there's the, the character, Hulk, and there's nothing wrong with being a Hulk fan. That's right. All right, Jim. You got The Rock, you got Bret Hart. Who are you going to add to that stable? Ooh, you know, this isn't going to get me many votes on Facebook, but I don't care because everybody's got a price. The million dollar man. <laughs> So let's talk about that for a second. How, how well received in today's society would the million dollar man be? I, I don't know. I mean, I look, I watched the video. Look, I must say he's not going to be received well, actually, because I watched a clip today and I actually told you and Randy about it via text. And uh, it basically ended with Donald Trump showering the crowd with money and people, uh, you know, celebrating, but he seemed like such an arrogant ass. And then you tag that with Donald. I don't think he's going to get liked too much. Well, he, the million dollar man was the original Mr. McMahon character. Vince figured it out. He could do it himself. And when him and Stone Cold kicked off that long, you know, wonderful feud going back and forth. Yeah. Ted DiBiase was the original you know, evil promoter type, you know, character. I think right. he'd be a great, I still think he'd be a great heel today. You know, it's, there's a lot of folks out there. I mean, just being real for just a second, you got a lot of folks that lost their jobs because of the, of the pandemic or, the, or got furloughed or working less hours or, you know, their money got messed up. So if you see a dude out there wearing sequins, flaunting cash, you know, and buying folks off, yeah, that's going to be easy to hate. You don't even have to work that hard. Nope, not at all. So what about you, Mike Reels? You got Stone Cold in round one, Chris Jericho in round two. Who are you going with in round three? You guys haven't picked them yet, and, you know, it's hard not to – it's hard to pass up on Triple H, the man. The game. Most heels ever, Triple H. The game. Great pick, great pick. Jared, you're looking at CM Punk and The Undertaker. Who are you putting with them? We're going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go... Kenny Omega. All right. New Japan, Kenny Omega. Not, Not the last nine months, Kenny Omega. No, not not the the current AEW tag team champion with Hangman Adam Page, Kenny. Um, single run, single run. The the, the tag the tag team run he's on is has been entertaining as all get out. So, especially if you watch the YouTube show to go with it. Absolutely. So Randy, finish me, us off in, in round three. Give me Sting. Sting. Oh, nice. Nice one. 
It's a good one. That's a that's, that's a steal. That's a steal. That's one steal. I wasn't thinking about. And I think Sting actually probably gets overshadowed a lot. Um, a lot. And I don't I don't know if it's just from him being to me, he was the all American guy in WCW who eventually turned this dark persona. But then I think it's just the fact that he didn't get when WWE acquired WCW, he really didn't get his chance. So Sting, great pick. So opening up round four, Randy, who you got? I, man, I, so I'm fought back and forth. I don't even want to say the one that I was going to pick, but and I thought about saving it to round five. Give me Mankind. Man, you cut me deep, Randy. I got my colors on and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, like, well, that's back when I did watch wrestling when you know, I was in high school or a little uh, after, and I just loved that dude, man. He was like an average everyday dude going out there doing this or he looked like one he wasn't but he looked like one well that's really a you got a three-in-one pick there because you know he could be mankind one day cactus jack bang bang the next oh. day bring it home with some dude love so yeah. good solid pick absolutely thank you brother all right jared round four who you got uh i'm gonna go with the worker a guy that doesn't, he looks like me uh, and is fabulous on the mic. Uh, Kevin Owens. Nice. Kevin Owens is a good pick. He's easy to relate to. He's uh, kind of like the blue collar guy, everybody's guy, and he works hard and he's freaking phenomenal in the ring so and he's you know he's a big cat but you know what he's got one hell of a motor he can go with anybody and he doesn't hurt anybody that's a, that's a trend you're going to see in my picks well let, let me let me ask you this jared why is it that you think we haven't seen a lot of kevin owens like in the ring wrestling i've seen a lot of kevin owens on the ko show i've seen a lot of kevin owens talking but not like in a main event which is where like i I would rather see, and, and Drew McIntyre is a big, big, big dude, but I would personally rather see Kevin Owens, like, in the spotlight. I would, too. I mean, Kevin's had some good runs you know, in the company, in and out. Um, I don't know what about injuries, if he's been hurt. Um, he's also a family man. He may not want to get in there, you know, in the performance center and – bring something home to his kids. Um, he, you know, the company's from what we've understood from the dirt sheets and from uh, uh, various sites is that the company told everyone they don't have to, if they don't want to. Um, so maybe he's opting to stay out until this settles down. Um, you know, I, I did not know of him until I went to an indie show in Milwaukee and he was going by Kevin Steen and he led me to the young bucks, which led me to ring of honor. And he has been solid everywhere he goes for someone who learned English by watching wrestling, you know, wow. and, and if you know me, you know, that the, there's only two things I don't care for French Canadians and the Dutch, but the Kevin Owens gets a pass. I got you. So, Mike, 
What do you got for round four? Who, who are you picking? Got to go with the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. I mean, we good... have the Fiend. Man, you got a what great a... stable going. What a you good character. What, so so let's talk about that. So the, the Fiend, for, for Randy and Jim, the Fiend is an alter ego of a guy, Bray Wyatt. He's almost to the point where, like, Mick Foley was dude love. He was Cactus Jack. He was mankind. So Bray Wyatt is this country bumpkin from the swamps that is he's phenomenal on the mic that has this alter ego that that really channels a super super dark side and that guy is called the fiend so the fiend was as over as it gets and now all of a sudden he's back to bray wyatt and then they had a pay-per-view and now he's channeled the fiend so I'll ask you, Jared, where do you think they're going with this? They don't know. Um, they are really going – it feels like they're going from week to week, show to show. They have been – there's no continuity. There's no – you know, and normally in a story you have three parts. You've got the beginning, the middle, you know, and then the end. Usually in the middle, the you know, the the, the bad guys have the upper hand and then – in the chapter, you know, in the last chapter, the good guys come back, fire up, make, make, you know, make their comeback. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And they, because there's no continuity, there's no consistency. It's hard to really buy in uh, and invest, you know, like, you know, in the characters. I mean, every successful TV show is, it was successful because the viewers would tune in and they would have something to invest in. They cared about a character. They cared about the story. That you know, they were they wanted to see how this was going to end. When you and this is not even they're not even hot shot in the territory. When you just are just you know nothing makes sense. Everything starts and stops. Um, they 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 completely act like oh the thing we did two weeks ago never happened and now we're doing this. And Bray Wyatt is a victim of that because they let him go too long in his promos a few years back. They should have shortened it down a little bit, but the kid can work. He's what? Is he third generation? I think it's yeah. His dad, he knows I, I think work. so. I know. I know his dad was, but I'm not sure about past that. So but, Jim, Jim and Randy, do you guys remember Million Dollar Man? And then there was a guy named IRS that used to. So yep. this fiend guy Bray Wyatt, his dad was IRS. Um, I think his name is Mike Rotunda. You are right. And so, um, but yeah, he's he's great on the mic. He's got the character. I I just I just personally think that when they put the championship on him in the past, like that was the biggest mistake they could have made because then they had to have him lose. And the way that they had him lose was unbelievable to me. And I, I thought it was, it was a lack horrendous. Of, yeah, it was a lack of creativity and it was them 
you know, showing that they made a mistake to begin with by putting like to me, Bray Wyatt and the 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 Fiend character is not a guy that needs a belt. Like he is the character itself is, is all you need. Like if you want to down the line give him a belt, that's fine. But I don't think he necessarily needs that. Um Jim, your boy Finn Balor also has a, a alter ego the demon so if you get a chance youtube that you'll 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 i think you'll like his entrance as well he was that was a big part of him he was popular with both uh the finn balor persona and the demon persona so uh moving moving forward with our draft jim uh who you got round four well let me ask you a question first am i trying to win this thing i mean you pick (laughs) you pick million dollar man so probably not (laughs) <laughs> oh man well because i mean if i'm trying to win this thing i'm gonna piss some people off and i'm gonna go ahead and take jerry the king lawler but if i was picking with my heart to stay with the million dollar man theme i'd be getting mr perfect kurt hennig well you don't want you don't want virgil no nah. give me jerry the king i'm pretty sure randy's hoping that he would have got him in the fifth round and pretty pissed off right now well, you got the king, the one strap. I'm going to stand on the second rope, drop drop the, the, the punch, uh, and throw some fire on people. Um, but to close out the fourth round, I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to take who I consider to be the best female athlete and probably going to be the best female wrestler ever, and that's Charlotte. Woo! That's right. So currently, my my uh, my stable has the Macho Man. I have John Cena. I have Hulk Hogan. I have Charlotte. And to end my stable, I think if there's a couple routes that I thought about going, one was up and coming superstar. One was just a guy that I thought was pretty awesome back in the day. And then the other route was what would keep me from getting currently beat up so if if now if i was going to pick an up-and-coming star i would have picked adam cole baby um i think he's he's got it all he's got the intro he's got the workability he's he's undersized but he uses that, that to his advantage he was with a great stable the undisputed era and he was the longest reigning NXT champ that there's been. Um, I'm not going to go. What's that? Don't, don't tell him he's small. Cause yeah, because he'll, he'll want to fight you. He'll, he'll walk off the show and he'll slap Randy on the way out. That's right. So to bring a football spin into this, Adam Cole was on Pat McAfee's show, and Pat McAfee called him small in an indirect way. And it set set him off, and they were back and forth, and he ended up just walking off the show, whether that was uh, storyline driven or or what, I don't know. But if if I know wrestling, everything everything's a story until it's not. So I actually watched that earlier today. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty entertaining. It's it's good. Um, I'm I'm not gonna go Adam Cole. Um. I could go nostalgic and go with somebody that I, I watched a lot. They're not a great wrestler. Promo-wise, they are out there, like one of the best. 
Um, I could go Ultimate Warrior, but but I'm not. Um, I'm gonna go with my 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 friend, my dear friend, and a guy that could easily choke me out any day. And so I'm gonna try to prevent that. I'm gonna go with my man Titus O'Neil. He's a good man. It's a good pick. Great, great man. Great man. So, Jim, round five, you got The Rock, Bret Hart, Million Dollar Man, the King, Jerry Lawler. Who's going to complete your stable? I must ask the question again, and it's not even about Mr. Perfect, but am I, am I still trying to win? You're, you're not going <laughs> to win, I think that ship bro. sailed. Yeah. All right. If y'all are confident, then I'm not going to win, even though – you know, y'all felt that way about the movie, the movie draft before I busted y'all's ass. Um, I'm going to go with none other than Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. He is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. Scott Steiner. <laughs> I mean. Him he, and all his freaks. Yeah, you could have went Buff Bagwell. You could have went <laughs> oh. Rick, Rick Steiner. You could have went. Stuff? Kevin, Kevin Mongo McMichael, um, but you chose Big Papa Pump. So I didn't think anybody remembered Buff nowadays. So who remembers Buff? Me. Hey. Jared yeah. will tell you, you I know, love Buff. I actually, oh, yeah. Jim, you don't know this. I actually wrestled Buff my second year in the business in Tupelo. We did a tag team match. It was uh, me and uh, a guy named Tony Dabbs. Versus Buff the Stuff Bagwell and Mr. Ron Horn that that actually the Booker of Redeemed Wrestling. Nice. Who who ended up winning that match? Just curious. Buff the Stuff won it, and then we beat him down at the end of the show. We beat him down with a with a trash can lid and the title, and uh, we left him laying at the end of the show. That's that's what I'm talking about. So so you won it. You Buff won. You got over. You got over at the end of the show. So that's Buff won, but we left him laying. Nice, nice. All right, so the guy that left Buff Bagwell laying, you have Stone Cold, you got Chris Jericho, you got Triple H, you got The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Who are you going to finish finish off your stable with? You know, I told Jim earlier that I was going to go with my boy, Mr. Fun Size, Marco Stunt. I'm not going to do that. Uh, there's a couple of more that, you know, that – that are some of my favorites that I want to go with that I know will win. But who I'm going with is uh, it's it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's it's Vader time. Vader time. Oh. I'm going with Big Van Vader. Nice. I mean, a lot of people rest don't in, realize he, he rest was – Rest in power, Leon. Yeah. He sure. was pro football player, power lifter, man. Dude, dude was athletic. I think he was the first – Big dude that was doing moonsaults off the top rope. So, Vader. For a minute, I thought y'all were talking about Bam Bam Bigelow. I was so confused. Nah. Big Vader. That's it. That's my number five. It's, it's say, Vader time. I, I had a different respect for Bam Bam Bigelow because that dude had real tattoos on his head. <laughs> real flame tattoos on his head. Who does that? But he wasn't tough after Major Payne kicked his ass. That's a fact. No, Major Payne put it hey, on you him. Must have he must have heard uh, uh, Jamie Dundee's shoot promo on, on Bam Bam Bigelow, the, the tattoos on the head. That's what it just reminded me of. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it reminded me 
if you guys ever do a follow-up episode on story time, I can tell you the, the first time I met Bam Bam. And it's, it's good stuff. All right, Jared. The, you got CM Punk. You got The Undertaker. Kenny Omega. Kevin Owens. Who are you rounding your stable out with? Um, I'm going to pull a DB. And it basically, if I was going to do an up-and-coming wrestler, I would pick MJF. I think he is going to be heel gold forever. It's hard uh, not to hate him. It's and he can talk, he can work. He will be one of the biggest stars in the business if he can stay healthy and stay out of trouble. Um, if we're going old school, I'm going to take a deep cut, and it would have been Luthez. I would have gotten a real hooker in case any of your guys and your stables try to go into business for themselves. That man would break them down. The <laughs> only guy that would give him trouble probably would be Brock. But still, he, he, that is a genuine shooter. Hey, um, Vader was a tough son of a gun, I'll tell you that. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He, he, he learned strong style first, and he stayed strong style. However, to finish out my stable, uh, I've met the man. I'm a fan of, what he's, of everything that he's done. Um, his brother, you would know him because suckers got to know, but I'm going with Booker T. Damn it, Jared. <laughs> ben Arooney. All right, Randy. Ric Flair, Brock Lesnar, Sting, Mankind. Look, man, Look, just looking at it on paper, you, you did hey, pretty good. That's pretty – look, I did a little research. Now, as research. long as you don't pick somebody like the Million Dollar Man to end it, like, you, no. I think well, you're going to finish better than Jim. <laughs> I think, look, it's going can to – can I pick reels? I mean, can you be my fifth pick? No, I, I would, though. I would love to be your fifth pick. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that would actually win me some votes too. I got to beat Jim after he beat our ass down there. But so I'll, I'll actually some votes because I've got the belt right here. Hey, showing the hardware. That's the what I'm talking about. The champ is here. The champ is here. So I was gonna. I love the local theme, right? And I I was gonna go with the king, and then I thought back to a guy that I actually got to spend some time with, uh, obviously a while back. Coco Beware, I was going to go that route. I wanted to give homage, you know, to Memphis. And then I heard the name earlier. I heard the Ultimate Warrior. And I'm like, damn, man, I want to pick that dude. And But, look, the guy that had me so hyped when I was in middle school, high school, and I know DB's going to roll his eyes, but the night that my man Bill Bolt Goldberg won the title, <laughs> he speared Hulk Hogan. I'm telling you guys, my, my parents grounded me because I jumped up. I knocked some shit off the entertainment center. <laughs> it was going down. I mean, because I just loved it, right? I, I was digging it. I mean, because Hogan was like the ultimate heel then, and he was, just, you know, disheveled, and there Bill was with the spear. One, two, three, champ, baby. Bill Goldberg, fifth final pick. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Bill so, Goldberg's traps, though, man. Hey, he's a big, he's a big dude. There's Second no, only to Jim Cross. Trash. I know. I, I can't believe we went through the whole podcast and we're just now talking about Bill Goldberg. He, I mean, he's terrible. Come on, let me get that. Out. As, a, I'm sorry. as a wrestler, he's terrible. No doubt. No, that was like the 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 uh, the pick. I was just saying what got me hyped when I was in middle school. See, Reels, I wanted to pick you. You would have been better off picking Mike Reels. It would have got you some votes. Give me Mike oh, Reels for my fifth hey, pick, Daniel, especially on Facebook. Daniel, per per everyone's list, because I've been looking at all these different internet sites. 
I can't believe that none of us picked John Cena per the list because every one I looked in had him in the top 15. Uh, John bro, Cena is the number two pick go, for DB. Go back to round two. Yeah. Where he was I picked? went. Yes, John yeah. Cena was number two for DB. Yeah. He was oh, man, I was sleeping. A lot of kids. Yeah. Hey, hey, my fifth pick's gonna be it's gonna have to be Mike Reels. Now I feel like he's gonna like choke me out. Go Mike Reels, <laughs> local guy. Give me give me reels with a Z. With the Z. Oh reels. Faux reels. All right, so let's recap here. So I my stable consists of Macho Man, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Charlotte, and Titus O'Neill. Jim, your stable consists of the rock, Brett the Hitman Hart, the million dollar man, Jerry the King Lawler, and Scott. Steiner. <laughs> Mike Reels. He took Stone Cold in round one, followed by Chris Jericho, Triple H, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Vader. Jared took CM Punk, Undertaker, Kenny Omega, Kevin Owens, and Booker T. And Randy had Mr. Woo! Ric Flair, Brock Lesnar, Sting, Mankind, and ended the night with probably the, the best pick of the night, Mike Reels. So that's a good list, man. That's, that's a great I list. I mean, Reels, you got to vote for me now. See, you can't even vote I, for your own list. I will. I will vote for you. <laughs> See, Dan, that was that was strategy for Randy. He was like, you know, I at least know he's. I'm going to get one vote from I Mike Reels, vote. dude. <laughs> it's a vote. it's a it's a smart deal because if y'all remember during the movie podcast, I picked Miracle, knowing damn well I didn't like hockey, but I knew he had hockey listeners. Still a trash ass movie too. That's a that's a lie. He is lying to all of y'all. That dude watched that movie ten times on the way to Tampa and said it was the greatest movie he'd ever seen. <laughs> You're so like, you crap. picked it. You picked it for view for the audience because our audience don't even like hockey. Maybe two of them. Well, we don't Anyhow. have them as an audience anymore because you just trashed them. Well, we'll get them back. Well, my man Jared said he don't like the French Canadians, so they're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, Mike, Jared, um, every episode with our guests, we like to play a little game. So, if you guys are down, we're going to put you on the hot seat and play a game. You guys, you guys want to do that with us? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, the game's called This or That, and the rotation will be I'll start with Mike, and you'll answer the question first, followed by Jared, and it'll be the same question for both of you. I'll give you uh, two options, and basically you'll choose one of the two options. The only rules are you can't say both, and you can't say neither. You have to pick one. You guys clear on the rules? Yeah, clear. All right. Michael, you'll go first, followed by Jared. Heel or face? That's easy, heel. All right, Jared, heel or face? Heels have more fun. That's right. Mike, Triple H or Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon. I'm going Vince. Jared? I'm going to go Triple H, NXT. Lots of love. All right, one, one to one there. All right, Mike, would you rather be thrown off the side of the cage or – slam through the top of the cage and fall into the ring i would rather fall into the ring it's i mean it's much safer i think falling into the ring would be better jared what would you rather have uh i'm gonna have to go through the ring i i'm i know i would die if i went over the side 
which is which is crazy because today it's like that's the thing to do like it's not you you, you can't have a cage match unless somebody comes off the cage so well i don't um, know we'll no. come off the cage but we're gonna fall in the ring <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't know what possesses uh shane mcmahon to do those off you know off the top end of the table stuff man that is now, hey if i'm getting paid money like shane mcmahon i will do that i can do that if if, if the payday is there that's fine but there, there it is you heard it here first but i'm Cody, going i'm Cody going roads into- the cons uh vince mcmahon triple h if you want somebody that will go off the top of anything mike reels is your man it's gonna cost a, a, a pretty penny though it's gonna i mean you hey, gotta man. pay, you gotta hey, pay. M- michael twenty dollars is twenty dollars hey and then we're falling in the <laughs> ring man. we're falling in the ring hey we're falling in the ring for twenty dollars i'll throw All in right. two hot dogs you're hey, still yo. falling in the ring now you got a deal Yep. All right. All right, Mike. Would you rather go back in the past or fast forward to the future? I'd go back to the past, man. It's uh it seemed like a fun time. All right. Jared, what about you? I'm gonna go the other way. Okay. I'm gonna go to the future. One to one. All right, Mike. In NXT or AEW? AEW all elite. Jared, I have a feeling where you're going with this. Where you got NXT or AEW? Uh, if you'd asked me six weeks ago, I would have said NXT. AEW has won me over. Gotcha. All right, Mike. Raw or SmackDown? I'm going with Raw. Is Jared? It's Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Raw's been a lot of things. Um, Jared, what do you got? Raw or SmackDown? Overall, SmackDown. Yeah, I, I think the the money that's being invested in the SmackDown, it's a two hour show and it's 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 more condensed and it's not a lot of fluff in that show. Um, I would plus, go SmackDown when Brock Lesnar's there. When Brock Lesnar's not there, I'm going Raw all day long. I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Mike. Who's better on the microphone, John Cena or CM Punk? That's kind of a tough one, man. I gotta go. I gotta go. Punk though, man. He's so natural. He just, he just throws it all right off the tongue, and it's like it, it's easy for him. You know, it's it's so easy for him. Cena's got a lot of the same generic promos to me. It's all it kind of meshes together. Punk is very different, so I gotta go. Punk. Jared, who you got? Hands down, CM Punk. Uh, Cena. I will say this: Cena will will rise to the occasion. Cena, it will be as good as whoever he's dancing with. If you give him someone to dance with and spar back and back and forth, he'll rise to the occasion. This is very true. But yep. CM, but CM Punk is the most between the two is far more consistent. So I'll ask you guys this: Is there a chance that we ever see CM Punk in a wrestling ring with an organization again? Mike, what do you think? Absolutely. I think it's very – there's a very good chance. I think there's a very good chance. Jared, what do you think? Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Hey, you money. Pay, money money talks. Money hey, talks. 
that comic book money he made ain't gonna last forever. True. And uh, so I think he would come back. Um, obviously, probably not a lot of dates. It's probably just TVs. I mean, I don't, I don't see him doing the house show circuit, you know, wrestling four or five nights a week anymore. But, I, you know, the business has taught us anything. Never say never. Right. I would, I'd love to see CM Punk come back. Um, uh, give him a microphone and just no script and let him do his thing. And I think that's when he's at his best. Um, so, Mike, do you got better manager, Paul Heyman? Or Bobby the Brain Heenan? Bobby the Brain with no question. Jared, who you got? That's tough. Um, I'm going Bobby the Brain. The reason I say it's tough, Bobby has superior one-liners. And in his prime, he, he, he worked better than the boys did. Um, he got guys over left and right. He is a master of his craft. Heyman? Yeah is a fantastic stick guy. He can cut some sweet promos and draw you in. Uh, but if you're talking managing, Bobby's got him. I will say some of the, the best times were, you know, him at the announce table, just giving those one-liners and just him and Gorilla Monsoon just going back and forth with each other. Those were, those were good times. Um, even Shivani later on WCW, he was he yep. was solid. Yep, Shivani's actually done a really good job with AEW. I think him and putting Jericho with Jim Ross, those dudes, they you know that was magic. Yep. And that that fell out of the sky. They 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 didn't know what they had till it was on, and there's no denying it. Le Champion, talk about a guy who's reinvented himself over and over again. And the fact yeah. that he's he has proven when he decides to hang up the boots, he'll go another 20 years on the stick behind the table getting guys over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys are off the hot seat, man. Um, Jared, I'll start with you. Is there anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, let's see. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, some of you I have not seen in a long time, and some of you I've met for the first time tonight. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I have my own little podcast on Anchor. It's called Tales from the Bolterlands. Uh, I'm a big time strategy gamer. It's more, it's, it's more of a, uh, we just got it kicked off. We just taped our uh, fourth episode last night. And uh, we're, that's uh, uh, where most of the energy is spent. We talk about games and movies and eventually some wrestling too. Gotcha. Well, we'll definitely check that out. We'll, we'll make sure we tag it. We'll promote it uh, along with our podcast as well. So Mike Reels, champ, talk to me. Anything you want to plug or promote, man? Yeah, I mean, first thing, like Jared, thanks for having me. I, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, I appreciate being here and just, just for you guys to ask me to be here. Um, first thing, Friday night, uh, this coming Friday night, uh, USA Championship Wrestling. I'm brand new there. Uh, it's actually Burt Prentice's show. He runs the show. Uh, Selmer, Tennessee starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, I really don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'll be there. Uh, this Saturday, Camion's uh, Courage. He is uh, – this is Redeem Wrestling. This is a benefit for Camion. Uh, He's Camion uh, Fisher. He is in St. Jude. He has a rare – uh, form of brain cancer 
and all proceeds go to him, his family. We're, we're, we're going to do it big. We're hoping for a big crowd like we had last show and every dollar goes to that. It's such a good, it's such a good thing. And, um, I'll be defending the title right there and Wyatt, Mississippi. It starts at seven o'clock, six o'clock. We have a little band called Sinners Reborn and uh, we've, we've got music. We've got wrestling. We've got the gospel. It's all proceeds that came in in St. Jude. It's going to be a big night, man. It's going to be big. It's unbelievable. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, that we can all attest to is that wrestling brings people together and, what a what a good way and what a good reason to bring everybody together, Mike. Um, you know, if there's anything we could do to help market that for you, just just let us know. We'll definitely put it out there, and you know, let us know if we can donate or if there's any anything online that we can do. I'm in Tampa, so I don't think I'll be able to make the show, but I would love to right. help out in any kind of way. Also, that I can. also, I need to put out there that uh, this Saturday. At Redeem, we have a legendary referee going to be there. Jerry Calhoun will be mm. in the house. All right. Does he know he how to count to three? He will actually count to three in, the, right. in the semi-main for the for the ta- for the Redeem Tag Team Titles. It's the Pink Flamingos versus the Fly Boys, and Jerry Calhoun will be the special referee. The Fly Boys versus the Pink Flamingos. That's nice, it. nice. Well, <laughs> good good luck to you. I know you'll do your thing. Um, you know, before we close every episode out, we do what we like to call around the horn. And it's the one thing that we feel the audience needs to know before we go. So I'll start with you, Jared. What is one thing that you think the audience needs to know before we go? And it could be anything, anything you're passionate about, a hobby, a sport, anything you've seen on TV, anything in the news, politics, you tell me. But Jared, what do you, what do you think, man? What do you got? I'm going to stick with the theme of the night and let just remind everybody pro wrestling is real. People are fake. You stole my stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Mike, Mike reels the defending current redeem wrestling champion. What's one thing the audience needs to know before you go. I was going to say the exact same, same thing Jared just said, man, but uh, yeah, people are fake. Pro wrestling is real. Wrestling matters. It matters. I mean, and that's it. Come, uh, if anybody's local watching this, come check out Redeem Wrestling this Saturday. Big benefit, Cayman's uh, Cayman's Cure. It's uh, it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna we're gonna raise some money for a good cause. So come out. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. Wrestling in my household matters. So Randy, one thing the audience needs to know before we go. So it's become a common theme, but a huge shout out to my wife, not only this weekend, as she's been planning a wedding for her cousin. She had me a surprise birthday party and a great dinner. Uh, and then Sunday we had uh, my five-year-old's birthday party. We hosted 30 to 40 people each time and she killed it. She did all the decorating, homemade cakes, cup and all the stuff. I probably gained some weight, but it was worth it. Shout out to Haley. I really appreciate you. And I would be remiss if I did not say every single time we get on here from now on, I want to give out the number to the National Suicide Prevention Line, 1-800-273-8255, near and dear to a lot of our hearts here on this show. Every time, help us out there. Give us a call. Give, give any of us on the podcast a call, or if not us, the number 1-800-273-8255. All right, Jim. One thing the audience needs to know before you go. 
So I was going to get serious. You know, we've been talking about what Randy was just talking about with suicide awareness and, you know, mental health. But I actually was looking on Twitter and I wanted to go with a laugh. So, you know, most of us are from Memphis. And with that being said, Juicy J is our own. And he is trending on Twitter right now because he is challenged out to battle Nas because he claims he can go hit for hit with him. So Memphis versus everybody. I I like me some juicy, but he is wrong. <laughs> he is wrong, but hey, we gotta <laughs> back. Right we he is absolutely he wrong, wrong, but we gotta back our wrong. boy. Go ahead, Randy. No, he, choose not he, a one. He ain't wrong. We'll go down swinging. We'll go. Hey, hey, right. Rep that nine hundred one, baby. Hey, that's that's fine. I I'm I'll be the first one to to stand up and and be all for nine hundred one. But I mean, Nas is one of the greatest in the game. So like, if he wants to stand up to that. Go on. What do you wait, DB? What do you say? You're intrinsically motivated to be the best. You got to beat the best. Hey, that's what Ric Flair says. Hey, you know the man. You got to beat the man. You don't get better unless you work with cats better than you. <laughs> that 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 is absolutely true. Um, so one thing I feel the audience needs to know before we go is, um, if you haven't had a chance to watch Project Eleven on Alex Smith, Alex Smith broke his leg tibia and fibula um a few years ago and he was on on top of the world he was moving up as being one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he was told you know that he may never play again then he had issues with some infections after surgery where he could have had his leg amputated and he could never walk again but the guy was just persistent he never gave up and he's actually been cleared to play football so shout out to Alex Smith so like I, I wish him all the best I look forward to seeing him in a uniform and getting on the field and moving around but guys it's uh it's been a great night we had some great times great insight it's always fun reminiscing on on the old days and, and getting the state of affairs for wrestling I want to thank our guest the redeemed wrestling champion Mike Reels and our self-proclaimed resident wrestling expert, Jared Saxman, for joining us tonight. If you like hearing Average Joes talking X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. We'll see everyone next week for Episode 17. We're going to be breaking down the start of the Major League Baseball season, we think and the restart of the NBA season. This has been an In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.